I mean, kind of looks like with a little sideways. Is is that a no? I think so. Okay. And everything's fine. Daddy, what's your safe word? <laughs> no, I don't. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp. I'm jet lagged. And today, <laughs> we're, that, we're back. That's baby. my safe word, jet we're lag. Back. We're back. Oh, it's, it's jet lag? Yeah, jet lag. It was definitely a little lagged. Yeah, no, I, I was like, you said that and my brain just froze. It was like, what is he asking me? I don't know. It's been a minute. It's, it's been a been, minute. It is, it's been a minute since we've done this. So it, it takes Daddy a little time to get back into the swing of things. Well, how are you otherwise then? I'm actually surprisingly, surprisingly good. Uh, we got back last night uh, from two and a half weeks of travel. And uh, I, I'm not I'm not that badly jet lagged. And I'm kind of on the same timetable. As it's America. always easier. It's easier, and, and everyone else and their mom told me this too, that when you come back this way, it's usually not as no. Bad. Oh, it's usually harder coming well, back. It's easier going the other way. Everyone and their mom disagrees with you. Well, I don't know whose mom you're talking to, but <laughs> she's clearly a Karen. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about uh, our lack of of being sick, but our our I would call out just how raspy our voices are. Because we've been literally for two and a half weeks, two weeks or so, um, screaming at the top of our lungs at kink conventions. And I, I, that does sound aggressive, but I do not joke when I say we were standing and selling gear, like gear right next mm-hmm. to gigantic stages that were blasting music. house music. House music. Or karaoke. Or karaoke. And honestly, the house music is better than the karaoke. Oh, my God. <laughs> But we're back from Claw as well as Darklands. We went to Cleveland, Chicago. We even went to Amsterdam and Amptwerp. Daddy. Did you say Amptwerp? Amptwerp, yes. Are you naming it after yourself now? Amptwerp? You can't have Am- Antwerp without a little bit of Amp. Well, actually, it's Amsterdam. <laughs> Amsterdam. You can't, can't have yeah. Amsterdam without me. <laughs> but how was your trip? If you were to describe your trip in one word. um, It, it, it truly it flew by. Like, <laughs> that's two words. Well, oh, one, word. one word fantastic there we go um i would say as i cough a good cough yeah i would say uh refreshing refreshing wow refreshing really not not like energy wise but like i was gonna say i, I was soul-wise. with you i don't know if refreshing is the word i would have seen no because well what i mean by that is like it was nice to see people it was nice to see events going again it was nice to just kind of be able to feel like everything's a little more normal i know that it's not normal yet but yeah. it feels or felt like a breath of fresh air after so so many events that we haven't gone to yeah that part was really good for me as well uh because a lot of these people especially when we got to darklands um the last the last event i did before everything closed down was darklands mm-hmm. so that was kind of sweet to come back to um and claw as well um, it's been a couple years for Claw because they were right hit. Uh, they were the first event into the pandemic to close. It's true. Yeah. So, well, and we, Darklands was in February last time? The last time. And so when I came back, um, COVID hit in March. Yeah. March. And I was in bed with COVID back then. We so didn't know it that, was. Though. Well, at the time we didn't, but then we got an antibody test, blah, blah, blah. But it was nice to get back to it. And 
honestly, like, Claw was a really great time. So thank you again if you were in Cleveland um, for mm -hmm. a lovely weekend, first and foremost. Claw was, I don't know, it wasn't, it didn't seem that, it didn't feel different. It didn't feel that different. If we're it gonna didn't start about feel different. The hotel felt felt different a little bit to me. How so? Uh, just the staff was a little different than uh, the previous times before, I thought. Well, we haven't uh, been there in a while. They probably... I mean, but I will say with like events and con convention stuff, the staff always remembers, yeah. Like mm -hmm. the staff was always very... Well, they were... Sometimes you get weird staff members, but almost always, most of the staff is very happy to see you. They remember the event. They, you know, they say, oh, you guys are back. I see. And they usually seem pretty happy about it. <laughs> but wait, what were you going to say? Oh, well, you, you, I know your, your biggest disappointment with Claw was that the Starbucks in the lobby was closed. Oh, well, yeah, because <laughs> we couldn't get coffee. To get any coffee or snack or food, you either had to pay exorbitant prices in the lobby. Don't get me wrong. It was great food. Or you had to go like four blocks just to get food or coffee. That's it. And for somebody who it used to be, you just went Lives downstairs. No, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> you just go downstairs at the hotel, uh, which is also the convention center, and you grab a coffee. It may take 15 minutes to get through the line, but you don't have to leave. You can leave your kink gear on. You don't have to worry about going outside. It was just, it was, it was very inconvenient. So Claw, how dare you? Yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst. So are we going to talk about the big disaster of Claw? Yeah. So this is the story time podcast. Yeah. What, what happened during Claw? What, what stood out during Claw? What happened to you? So me directly, uh, oh, well. nothing bad happened to me directly. Um, sure. it was fun. You and I both remained masked while we were at the booth, mm. um, because we were both a little paranoid of catching COVID before having to go to Europe. Yeah. Um, and that waylaying our travel plans. Yeah. Um, and people were very respectful of that. Some people were masked, but most, most people were not, um, which was fine. Um, I do, they, they did check to make sure everyone was vaccinated and boosted appropriately yeah. as, as you checked in. So I wasn't really worried about that. We were just concerned for catching it two days before we have to fly to Europe. Yeah. So we're and, and ultra careful there. Spoiler alert. We're back from Europe. We had to have negative COVID tests before even getting on our flights. Right. And they, so they didn't test us getting going to Europe. That was not a requirement to get COVID tested, but coming back into the United States, that was a requirement. So we had to get tested yesterday or two days ago. Um, I, it feels like oh, last week at this point. Yeah. I've been in bed for like 12 hours, I feel like. And uh, we both came back negative, which actually kind of shocked me because at Darklands, I did not wear a mask in the booth because it just was near impossible to do so. Uh, Why near impossible? Well, it just... It, it, there were so many people and talking and taking your mask off to take pictures and putting it back on. And I, it was just hard for me. I'm going to call bullshit on that because I wore my mask a good chunk. I know you did a good chunk, but you didn't the whole time. No. I why, wore it why was that? Because when it was large crowds, mm -hmm. our booth was right next to a nice open ventilated area for mm -hmm. one. Two, it wasn't always busy. If it was not busy and we were just standing around, I didn't have a mask on. But if it got ridiculous to the point where it was like you could not stand. And both events were this way. Both events, I will say, were so wildly well attended. Everybody was thirsty for some content and people and sex and gear. Yeah. And so everybody was there. Everybody was excited. But that doesn't mean you couldn't wear a mask. 
and I wanted I I was I was fine wearing a mask for most of it. And again, my voice is shot right now from. Well, that's screaming. the other thing. Like even in in, in the airport yesterday, I mm-hmm. couldn't under like we both wore a mask on the plane, but um, I had gotten used to talking to you without a mask, so. I kept having to ask you, what did you just say? Because it just, there's this My voice filter yeah. muffledness to you. So, But at Darklands, it should be fair that, like, they are very well vaccinated over there, much more than uh, the states. That's for damn sure. Well, and apparently they had a surge about four weeks ago. Before uh, before Darklands. Before Darklands. Um, so, like, lots of people uh, got it then. Like, the our hosts in Amsterdam had gotten it four weeks ago. Yeah, uh, most of the staff working the Mr. S booth had already had it, minus yours truly and daddy, of course. And the one thing that we did notice is when we got to Europe... Uh, that our phone started blowing up with you have been in contact with someone with COVID notifications at Claw at Claw because and that, that, that hasn't that. happened from Europe though. no well and I don't think it's a European thing that's probably why no I mean the there contact are tracing. tons of Americans there that sure that, but far less than the European you that, understand that, what I'm saying yeah though. yeah at Claw we were surrounded by and was passing by a bunch of Americans who had contact tracing. And by the time we got to Europe, we had had probably about 20 different, you were exposed to someone who might have had COVID. Yeah. But again, at Claw, we were masked and we were being safe. And then in Darklands, we were mostly masked and they were mostly vaccinated out the house. So it wasn't that bad. But you you were about to tell a story about Claw and then got distracted. Oh, I was, well, so we were supposed to vend for three days. Mr. S was had a booth for three days. And um, the second day at the end of the second day uh we were up in the cigar lounge or i was anyway mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you were there uh and it, we started sure getting there. reports that there was a big water leak in the convention floor mm-hmm. and it turns out that somebody's toilet had overflowed two stories above the convention floor yeah someone clogged was, the pipe and it was overflowing down into the main convention and it took out two booths it took out uh cockeyed kink and it took out um chateau um, so shout shout out to them which is chateau makes some really amazing leather and lambskin and it, and a lot of their stuff got ruined which was horrific mm-hmm. um cockeyed kink was pretty good I, I guess they moved the booth pretty quickly so now we have all this gray water on the convention floor, so they shut down uh, the last day. Yeah, so, honestly, the, a sh- real shitty situation. No one was. So other vendors moved into the hallways, and we didn't really have the the space. We were such a big booth; there was no space for us. In yeah, the we couldn't move to the hallway. But I will say that it shows just how resilient the King community is. In that Sunday, the hallways, which were normally empty or were just for socializing, were then wall to wall booths. Everything was well lit. People moved out and, and moved around. As yes. far as I know, like our booth, we still did just fine that weekend. Yep. So thank you guys all for coming out and supporting. And buying early. <laughs> but also, sorry if you came Sunday looking for the thing that you wanted last uh, minute. There were so many people that were like, hey, can you just go grab it for me and I'll pay you? And I'd be like, honey, it's already on the it's already on the pallet. It's yeah. already been packed. <laughs> it's, it's gone. I will say Sunday for us, usually we work until like 5 or 6 in the evening and then we pack up. Sunday for us ended up being... Packing up in the morning, being done by like lunch, 
And then we had a nice day off. We had such a good day off. It was fantastic. We had a nap. I totally had a nap. I've never had a nap on a, at a convention We before. went to this cute little uh, German... Like oh, Hofbrau house. Yeah, this little like German house with with authentic German food. They had a, a, an accordion player. They had uh-huh. bratwurst. They had beers. It was very nice. And it, it was just, it was a refreshing way to end Claw. Yeah. Because then we got up the next day. We weren't too jet lag or we weren't too exhausted. And we're ready and raring to get onto the plane to head out to Amsterdam. Yeah. But I mean, before all that, I w- would you say that Claw was... There was a lot of sexy times for you. I don't know. I didn't play at all at Claw. Um, did I play at all at Claw? Oh, I did. I, I, I played with um, uh, Captain Spandex. So that was the only person I played with. What's his superpower? Uh, being sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, yeah, that was really fun. So I got to tie up Captain Spandex and and and. Got I feel like you just need like a da 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 every da, time you da, say da, 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 Captain Spandex. <laughs> Jesus. No, but I was I was being very car- careful and cautious and safe, and thankfully I'm glad that I did because the 30 notifications of like you were next to someone that had COVID. I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> so I I was pretty chased at the event. But you know what? If you're gonna be chased at the event, you should at least have a properly groomed downstairs right daddy absolutely how can you do that i would do it with my manscaped razor you mean today's sponsor manscaped oh my god are they at this point if you don't know who manscaped is what the hell are you doing <laughs> manscaped has a lovely 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 maraid or or conglom no not conglomerate powerhouse team of tools for your tools <laughs> say tools array i think you're looking for array no i don't know any rays <laughs> But speaking of packages, hold on to those balls because summer is in and around the corner, which means you might need to trim down on that summer bod. And I'm not just talking about working out. We love body types of all sizes here. But when it comes to hair, luckily, Manscaped is here to help. Now, they have helped over 4 million sets of balls with their Lawnmower 4.0. And that means that they are going to make sure that your boys or girls are ready for the summer. And inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag when you get the perfect performance package. Now, we've talked about the fourth generation trimmer many times, but they have an advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor and a new multifunction on off switch to engage for travel. Engage? Engage for travel. Giving you the ability to turn the 4000 LED spotlight on and off when you need for a more precise shave. And did I mention that the trimmer was waterproof? So whether at the pool or beach or just traveling about, you can make sure that you got the perfect shave. Get that perfect performance package and get premium boxer and travel shed for free when you go to manscaped.com and use offer code WATTS20. Again, that is offer code WATTS20 at Manscaped. And, and thank you again to our sponsor, Manscaped, for making this episode possible. But that said, I did manscape before we left, and I'm still pro- I, I feel like I'm still properly uh, manicured down there. I haven't had to do any updates, even though I, I brought mine with me. I don't know why. It took up so much space in my bag. You know what? I thought while we were at Claw, because we you, the table we, we do at Claw is the electrical chastity table. Mm. We put so many chastity cages, the Cobra cage, especially on people to try out. And there were so many people that I was like, 
can I sir, sell you a Manscaped razor <laughs> to go with this? Because they needed to Manscaped. Honestly, why is it Manscaped at these events? It seems like a very yeah, good... It, it would be perfect for Manscaped. Oh, oh, oh. So that oh, brings God. me to another thing. So... <laughs> I hate this I'm already. used to getting weird questions once in a while. <clears throat> what constitutes a weird question? Well, a question that makes me pause... To think, what are they asking me? Got and it. Why? What? Okay. Uh -huh. you, you just you, there's like a Scooby Doo question mark. Huh? <laughs> it goes off in my head. So I had okay. this one customer come up to me. Uh, look at the Cobra cages on the table. And Which is a type of chastity cage. It's a chastity cage. They're little plastic laser cut chastity cages. And they asked, so are these as good as the knockoffs? And so I my head, I'm like, huh? <laughs> what are you asking me? So I, I literally think I was like, I'm sorry, what are you asking me? He's like, I only buy knockoffs. Are these as good as them? Jeez. And I'm like, you do understand they're knocking off us. <laughs> Rarely do knockoffs make improvements. <laughs> or fit as well. If anything, or they are well. lesser quality and cheaply made. Not if anything. They so... are. They are. Very much so. And so... half the time the keys and don't work and half the time they don't line up properly. So I didn't know how to answer him except... Um... We don't sell knockoffs, sir. Uh, I don't think you're going to be happy here once you go buy a knockoff. <laughs> have you tried I the just, JC Penny? They have one, threes, and fives down there. I mean, the nerve <laughs> would say, <laughs> "Are these as good as the knockoffs?" Well, listen. So here, here's the thing on that. Like, that's an odd question for someone to ask the person who's literally selling the real thing. Right. That would be like going into Coach and being like, "Hey, do you guys have any knockoffs of your of your of your goods?" Because I don't want to spend full price, which I get. Kink can be expensive. And you are allowed to buy knockoffs on Wish or wherever, but don't expect the knockoffs to be as good as the real thing. And please don't bring in your knockoffs to get fixed at Mr. S. Oh, yeah. Because we had a, a number of times. hoods that were knockoffs. And again, I understand that King could be expensive. If you're getting an affordable thing just to try it out yeah. or because you don't have the means, go off, Queen, King, and or they, them. But, but <laughs> best practice don't is not to come into our booth and expect us to... Fix anything. If fix it's something yeah. that is a copy of something we do. Because if we had asked our boss that question, oh my god, he would have screamed. That's like going to Disney and asking if this VHS tape dub that you got of their product was any good. Well, I mean, you have to keep in mind that we have an entire crew of actual people whose actual job is to make things like puppy hoods day in and day out. They were the ones that created the original design. They are the one that made the color swaps. They are the ones that hand make a lot of the custom stuff that we do. Mm -hmm. So when you come into a booth with a, a very clearly knockoff wish.com thing, the people that made those... It's insulting. It, it could be. It could be, especially to them. Yeah. And especially since that's their livelihood. That's their work. That is their baby that they created. And and, and their artists. And, That'd be like yeah. someone making a what's the safe word YouTube knockoff account. Like if it's parody and it's funny and it plays with us, absolutely hilarious. But if someone literally doing word for word videos or like pretending to be you, but not as funny because, you know, clearly you're funny. I don't know if anyone could knock off me. Thank God. I don't need more than one. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like. Our, can only be one grumpy daddy. Well, um, but we, we did again. We did sell our own stuff and people love the grumpy daddy. 
That oh, yeah. Really so that was the other thing is Mr. S is very kind and lets us uh, sell our own merch in the booth as well. Um, and so we brought a... A, a good slew a of good different slew. shirt sizes, so colors. We traveled three countries with four huge suitcases, two computer bags. And, I mean, we looked like we were moving. Um, but we came back and we came back underway. with much lighter suitcases. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you guys underway. for helping us with that. So appreciate that. But that was Claw. So Claw was pretty run of the mill. I did film vlog footage, but we don't know what that looks like yet. So there might be a vlog definitely nowhere in the future or near future. It'll be a while if we did a vlog because that takes forever to, to edit. But I, I think we have vlogs in the can that have never been edited. There's, it's true. Seen the light of day. Australia before COVID. Yeah. Um, we also have there was this one porn shoot that we did forever ago in Las Vegas with Mr. Pam, Dirk Caber, you, I think Jesse Jackman, that there was tons of footage. And I just don't have it. I don't have the heart in me to edit can, it. Can you so just much. can you instead of editing it, just put all those clips together back to back and just do that? Out. That itself would take forever. <laughs> just just that putting everything together back to back takes a long time. Do we know any editors who want to just I mean, sit we through have tons an editor. and tons? No, but that's and tons the thing. Video. No, First I'm, of all, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. No, I'm no, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. <laughs> so that's the thing, though, is that that person was not there. Uh, someone editing our stuff for us. It's easier to edit like an episode of us week to week. What's a safer style that like our assistant editor does. But editing a vlog, they don't know where we were. They don't know the 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 time, the place. They don't know the the order of operations either. Because when you film with like three different cameras, which I do sometimes, I have like a camera, I well, got a little DJI, I have my DSLR. Some of those time frames are not going to be switching with the time zones that we go in. So it's going to be all out of order. Yeah, but at this point, you don't even know the times. <laughs> I remember. No, I do. I still remember the, the, I remember every, see, that's the thing is I have a memory that when I'm actively working on something, I can tell you the time and the place, the order of things, but handing that to someone would be such a, I would feel bad handing that to someone. Well, but if they want to, then don't feel bad. I'll ask our editor if they want to. Okay. Because that's, that's like, it's like 10 hours of footage probably from our Australia trip. At least, at least you 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 don't understand the 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 task that is. Editing. I do understand. Not our vlogs. You don't you don't get it. You've never done it before. Oh my god! You think I don't get it? Really? A vlog? Yes. It's a lot of work. Anyway, I know. So we ended claw. We had a great time. Daddy's shaking his head at me. <laughs> Would you like to edit a vlog? I'll give you a vlog to edit. No, because okay. it takes too much time. I know this. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Whatever happened? Do you have the footage still from uh, the cigar trip you took one year? Yeah, it wasn't very good. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, 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 I'm not as good at shooting, and I, I think I, I don't think that's true. I think you're I was, I was good the first day, and then I just got into the. I want to see that. I want to see that footage. <laughs> Where okay. is that? Okay, lost footage? you do the Australia v vlog. I'll pull out the cigar vlog. Okay. Okay. Okay, you Dude. heard it here. Daddy's going to get a cigar vlog together. After the puppy does his Australia vlog. Okay. That said, we went from <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, we flew over to Chicago and a layover. And then we went to Daddy's favorite place on earth. Amsterdam. Disneyland. I mean, Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam so much. It just makes me happy. Just stepping out in the streets of Amsterdam. It just 
there is a vibe of that city where everyone just seems happy, not in a rush. They are all on bikes, mopeds, trucks, boats, all going different directions, but none of them hitting each other. It's it's just it's pure poetry, the streets of Amsterdam. Um, and Coffee every, shops also. And nobody yelling at each other. No one mean. I didn't see homeless people. I didn't see anyone shouting at each other. I didn't see an accident. Um, it just seems so harmonious. Yeah. I love it. My favorite and part was beautiful. coffee shops. Of course you went to a So my favorite thing was yeah. we got there the day of. We It was 10 a.m. when we got there, which meant you could not sleep. Because if you slept, then that means that we would not get over the jet lag. So we get in at 10 a.m. We go to the store. We start literally working immediately with the store that we're working with there. And it was like it was a branch of Mr. S, but in Amsterdam. Wait, wait, wait. That was the second day. We didn't do that the first day. Was it, no, that was the, wasn't that the first day? No. Oh, well, the vlog. We arrived. Just we stayed with my good friends, Mark and Nico. That's right. Who, who live right on one of the canals. They have a fabulous house with a guest room. They let us stay there. Uh, with a, a a gorgeous little dog named Lola, Aww, who we fell in love with. I love Lola. Um, <clears throat> the first night we just went to dinner. Uh, Nico made dinner at home. Oh, that's true. White asparagus and potatoes is so delish. And people in Amsterdam like white things. Yeah, we we, we saw white like, strawberries. Yeah, white asparagus. What was the other white thing that was odd? It was like white. Oh God! Was it beans? oh white carrots? Carrots, white carrots. <laughs> Very interesting. The asparagus still made your pee smell. It did. You noticed that in the middle of the night? No. Uh, uh, no. But I noticed it eventually. I don't remember when I noticed. But we we had a nice day the first day. So then the next morning we went to Mistress Leather Amsterdam, uh, which is called the Underground, and we loaded the truck that was going to be driving to Antwerp the next day. Mm -hmm. So, and that was... That's where Darklands is. In Antwerp. Was, in was, Antwerp, making, yes. Because <laughs> people will think that Amsterdam might have had Darklands. No, that was just where our our uh, the store was located and where we were staying before and after. It was the easiest way to fly into the country. But what I was saying is the truck was in the middle of the red light district uh, in Amsterdam, which was a very interesting experience because I'm used to going through the red light district at night with all the lights on uh, and you see the sex workers in the windows. This was during the day in broad daylight and there were still sex workers in the yeah. windows that we were rolling trolleys of gear past so like were, up and they down were this watching alley. us in their lingerie with their light on <laughs> on their phones like, smiling at us they, and they waving. Make eye contact every once in a while and i would smile but i also didn't want to interrupt them during their work but it was just the funniest thing like grabbing gear and running past these these booths and did you know that if the window doesn't have a light on there's no one working in it but that's well, what the red light's for well duh what no not duh americans <laughs> have never been some americans have never been to the red light district but it was just, it was really refreshing. It was a nice, a nice way to see sex work that worked. Mm -hmm. And there was this, this woman in like a business suit that was giving the girls coffee and making sure that we weren't in the way and like was almost, I don't want to say pimp, but like for all intents and purposes, like manager <laughs> for, the, for the sex workers, which was just really cute. But, but she was, she was fetching them coffees and cappuccinos and. So they were working while we were working, yeah. um, and it was it was it was really it was fun.
But we we went to our very first coffee shop that day too, and I keep saying that I love coffee shops there. It's not because of the coffee. The coffee was great either way. Amsterdam, y'all know how to make a good cup of coffee. But the coffee shops there, which I knew about but hadn't experienced, are all pot shops. <laughs> so it was like 10 a.m. when we finished loading stuff. Actually, it's noon. We started at 10 a.m. It doesn't matter because time is an illusion, especially when you're traveling. <laughs> it was early in the day, so we got to do a little bit of touring and a little bit of sightseeing. And we stopped at a coffee shop and uh, we bought like a, a gram of stuff. And then we get to our, our table and you have to roll them yourself. I know. So the puppy learned how to roll his first well, you joint. Had, you didn't know how to roll either. I, I know. And I still don't. <laughs> I use a pipe. I will have you know. I rolled about three joints while we were in Amsterdam. The first one was not the worst, but it was definitely sad. And the last one, not the worst, but it was very loaded. It was it was it was it was like a Cheech and Chong joint. It was he like put all of the it was a very well rolled one though. I will say I got better at it. Your your rolls were getting tighter as we went. But it was really fun. I I enjoyed just the the laxness, the 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 whole mentality of like I'm gonna go to a coffee shop. I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna get like a, a little pre-roll or roll one myself, grab a muffin at the same time and a coffee. And everyone's just vibing and having a lovely day. No one's upset. No one's mad. Um, and, and so my first job out of college uh, was based in Amsterdam. I worked for Rob of Amsterdam. And that was my first leaving the United States when I was 21 coming to Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Just seeing how that city functioned, even back then, this would be 1992, was... I I had grown up American thinking that we're the best country on earth and that our way is the best, right? We're Americans are taught this. Um and seeing this different socialistic kind of society performing so well and their live and let live attitude. They didn't like leathermen walking around, they have no issues with people getting stoned, they have no issues with as long as you're not hurting anyone, they don't care. And because Dutch is a very hard language and and uh, not universal, everyone speaks English. So oh, it's, it didn't it's, feel it's a great at all place like to a culture shock that way. Yeah, yeah. but they, even then, like people could clearly tell we were American, and we're just very nice. Yeah. And then they would ask questions like, "How did you guys even deal with?" you know, politics during that one time and how are you doing it now? And oh my God, your poor women and the abortion thing. Like they think we're idiots. They they do. They think we're idiots. I and mean, we are. We are. <laughs> Have sure. you seen our political system? Yeah. Have you seen the people that run the shit that we are getting through who are passing laws that are very hypocritical because they've either used the services they're trying to get rid of or or they're gay and trying to like get rid of queer related things. It's it's wild. But and this is a big butt. There were lots of butts. After that is when we traveled by train, which was actually very nice, mm -hmm. um, to Antwerp for Darklands. Oh, so traveling to by train on by Antwerp, uh, we got to Central Station uh, in Amsterdam, and we had uh, 
loaded our train tickets on our, our phone, but we couldn't get into the station. Oh <laughs> so it took us a good 20 minutes to figure out that they don't allow you in 30 minutes before your train because they don't even know what track your train's going to be on. So we were the dumb Americans. We, we found a Starbucks and we're perfectly happy. I got a little Starbucks cup because I, I lost my other thermos, but it was still very easy and it was all efficient. You You walk in, you go everything's scanned or on your phone mm -hmm. they have touched everything pretty much for payments we didn't have any issues there like i never even had to have a dollar of cash we never we never withdrew cash and it was nice yeah because i didn't have pockets anyway um but we headed off to to belgium and antwerp um and i think my favorite thing getting off the train which we you still had to wear masks on the train and i'm still i was still being very cautious but we get off the train and we immediately get in a uh, taxi and the guy, as we're sitting in the back seat, we're on our way to Darklands, uh, sees that we're wearing masks. And he's like, oh, no, you do not need to wear masks in here. It's all fine. It's good. You know, no worries. No worries. And then immediately after, we're like, okay, maybe we'll take off our mask. Turns, and it's like, <laughs> in the taxi. Like, and I get it. You're not, you don't got COVID. But it was just comical at the timing because I was like. I was I was literally Valentina. I'll keep my mask on, please. <laughs> it's so funny, but dark. Okay, this is the meat and potatoes of the podcast, which oh, is all the things that happened at Dark, dark Lands. Lands. Okay, Dark Lands. Oh my god, very bright considering it was called Dark. No, um, how would you describe Dark Lands, Daddy? I would describe it as probably the best produced gay show. I've gone to. Yeah. It, it, I would say party weekend. It's be. run like clockwork. It accommodates everyone. It runs on time. Very little drama that I've seen, which is rare for an event that size. True. Um, great vendor space. Uh, great dance space. Great sex space, which is rare because you can't do that in America. You can't have dance and sex clubs in the same space mm -hmm. um and a great layout great layout like our booth which again you'll see if there's ever a vlog of it knock on wood was really well done yeah. it was really fun and it was really nice and we didn't have to be there for some of the setup which is really nice thank you for the rest of our team that and some of everyone not, not was in gear the whole time i mean the whole time day and night everyone was in gear it wasn't so if we did an event like iml or something you would have the occasional People just in their khakis coming in Claw off, had off plenty their of them. Yeah. street. Um, I didn't see that many at Claw, did you? Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which, no shame to people yeah. that are going for the first time. But it was it was very much like even the people who didn't have gear, you get there, you rent your... Oh, this is my favorite thing. Which, America, 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 wake up. If you're doing a kink event, please just rent some lockers or rent locker space or provide lock. It made the event so much more accessible. It made it so you didn't have to carry around a bag, which just gets right. in the way. You're not going to lose your shit. So the second we got there, after done setting up, we checked into our locker, and we had so, a little code. And, and in Darklands, they, they set up a circus-sized tent, and they bring in all of these lockers that are all electronic, uh, easy codes, um, and you buy you buy a locker for the weekend, mm -hmm. and so you can keep your boots, your harnesses, your change of clothes, your toiletries in your locker, um, and you never have to go back to the hotel. Yeah. So we we always had a change of clothes. We always had everything we needed, 
and it was just it was so relaxed. At, I at, I mean to be fair, at the events here in America, usually there's a host hotel, so if you have a room in the hotel, it's kind of like having a locker. But see, but, this is what I hate about the American events is they're always too spread out. And and oh right, so so there's multiple parties and other or yeah, venues, yeah. Everything was in one gigantic warehousey space, and it just made sense. There were gigantic uh, stages that each had their own music or event, and there were tons of contests that were happening. There was a few puppy contests as well as Mister contests, I believe. Yeah, their their puppy area was amazing. They had an entire uh, puppy K booth. K9 yeah, Canine Park. They had a ball pit for the they puppies. Had a ball pit. <laughs> a ball pit. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other big thing that was just like, it was so chill. Even the people working, like we had seven or eight people, like we always do at a booth, but it was like. If someone needed to go to the bathroom or wanted to quickly make a round or get changed real quick, there was no pressure to be like, you're not doing what you need to be doing. You're not pulling your weight. Like our team was just very cohesive. Mm -hmm. Where at some of like the American events, it feels like you you get in trouble if you're not in your booth the entire time because America's just always so like, what are you doing? You're what? Why aren't you in? Why aren't you doing the thing you're supposed <laughs> to be doing? Whereas in Amsterdam and Antwerp, it was just like. Oh, okay, yeah, you need some help, or oh, okay, you want to go check that? Oh, okay, they were just so much kind, kinder, and consent. Can we talk about that? Oh, yes, let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Daddy. Everyone's running around bare ass, uh, or naked, or naked, or, or even Only flat naked. out naked. Totally fine. There was not this inappropriate touching or pawing of any kind that I ever saw. At Did Claw, you? so at Claw, in 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 like you know to to compare the two, mm -hmm. I was in like full leathers and in certain parts of you know the smoking area, and I had people that I didn't know like groping, touching, mm -hmm. feeling up, and then at the booth when I'm in you know next to nothing, had even more people groping, touching, and feeling up. Now I, I know one vendor had an issue with someone putting their finger up there, putting their finger, yeah, up and yeah. so. I'm usually pretty kind about it because I get it. We're working an event. People are so repressed. And I think it has to do a bit with the repression of American society and sex ed because so many people that just didn't have permission to touch me, touching me. Again, I'm really kind about it. I'm pretty nice. No one did anything too bad. But within the, we were, I think we were at Darklands longer than Claw as mm -hmm. far as event time goes. I never had one person that did not, approach me and ask if we could do something before touching me. And I definitely had no one touch me that was not warranted. In fact, I had people bumping me more often than not saying, oh, I'm so sorry, excuse me. Yeah, did you? I noticed something that I hadn't come across before at uh, Darklands, uh, and I'm a hugger, mm -hmm. several, especially puppies, they would say, they would ask, they're like, yeah. is it okay if I hug you? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, of course it is. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I do. I but they nobody took anything for granted. So when yeah. it came to consent. And I'm not saying that America's terrible at consent, but the fact that it was just a very conscious, like, oh, we didn't have to like tell anyone off. Everyone was kind and polite. We're in the American spaces, and it's not just a claw problem. I want to be very clear there. Claw, oh, you yeah, were yeah. still great. Yeah. If there was ever any issues anything, like that, Claw would handle it. I think Claw was the first one ever to do the, uh, the gear, gear is thing? not. No, no, no. They had oh. the campaign, gear is not. Consent. Uh, consent. Yeah. yeah. Which I loved as a, as a what do you call it, motto or, or. But it was to address this very problem. Yeah. Yeah. So America, 
get your shit together, please. Just be smart. Because honestly, Antwerp was so nice and I didn't feel violated by anyone. And I did have some sex. Oh, yeah. I will say. Just very nice. Did you have some, who'd you have some sex with? Well, I'm not going to say. Well, tell us about it. Well, okay. Um, We'll get there. First, I want to talk about, no, no, we'll get there. We'll get there. First, I want to talk about the that was, sex. That was a tease, by the way. I'll tease you. <laughs> I want to talk about the the sex pits or the sex rooms or the sex. I don't know what even what to call it. What would you call the sex areas? So off the stage, or off the main dance floor, there's a sex labyrinth. Yeah. So a maze. Is it, there's. You can go up the stairs of all the scaffolding, which, by the way, that was my only cons- the the oh. scaffolding stairs were steep, and I stumbled on them several times. Yeah, so and because... with the mount, and we're talking thousands of people. Yeah, thousands. Yeah, going around. <laughs> um, so and then they had like the ring of slings, which was really they, interesting. okay. Yeah, they had a sling carousel. A sling carousel. A sling carousel. And you know what makes sense for sling carousels? Each one of the slings had a bar on it that just had this like three foot wide like diameter roll of paper towel that you could roll off and tear. And there was a garbage can right there. Yep. It made sense. Yeah. America. Why? <laughs> like America. You go to an American sex party and they have maybe a little paper towel roll. That doesn't last. In the corner. And it's not absorbent. <laughs> this stuff was like heavy duty, like car, yeah. like squeegee material. And then they also had the, um, my favorite thing was the piss trough, which was oh, <laughs> this which entire. was a whole room that you could stand on the scaffolding yep. above and just piss down to the, the people waiting below. So allegedly, I didn't want to rain on anyone's parade, but I definitely Shh. rained on people's conversations. There was like 30 people in this little trough. A very it wasn't wide a area. Little trough. It, it was, was huge. A big space. Yeah. But I just love that they were all chatting. Some of them had their phones out. They were connecting and taking each other's numbers. It was just so casual. It was now, so casual. So now that is other. Now that you're saying that about the phones, so I never took any video or pictures inside the sex, sex areas. areas. Same. But I wondered because I didn't really see any signage saying no pictures, no anything. No. But then I also it was very dark. You couldn't see much of anything so you really. Couldn't see much. I mean, it was very red lighting back there, and or stuff. blasting lights from the the stage music and whatnot. They had a bondage area uh, for suspensions and stuff. They had uh, Saint Andrew's crosses and other play areas, um, and then it just it just felt like a maze, and it felt like it went on forever and ever and ever. But it wasn't confusing. It wasn't and confusing. I, you knew where you were. I didn't know where. I didn't. I didn't find any minotaur. Mm-hmm. For a maze, it didn't have any minotaurs. I bet. Actually, I, I saw I a bet couple. There was, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't find them yet. Um, but it was again. It was just fun and playful. It was all very connected to the the dance party stages, so you could hear music while you were going. Mm-hmm. I will say, as you can tell by our voices, the only downside I think to Darklands was that we were so close to one of the stages that we, we were literally <laughs> screaming over the music just yeah, to be heard. My throat's dry from cigar smoking and Well, and that's, that's a personal thing. Mine's dry from pot smoking. But that is the only downside to the event that I... Was there anything that bothered you or you thought could have been done better? Um, Besides the hotel. Oh, no. Are you going to tell a story about the hotel? Oh, well, our hotel was small, but that that's nobody's fault. I mean... I know, it, but you were... It was your fault. You are not fault, but fault. it was a fault of yours that you were upset about 
how small our hotel was. Why is that my fault? No, it's a fault. As in, it's something that you had <sighs> faulted on the hotel. It's too small. Oh, anyway. anyway something it, you didn't like. We had a small room. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, I only had, for two and a half weeks, I only had one meltdown. And uh, <clears throat> so the thing is. This meltdown almost killed you, too. Kind of. Almost. So, but I was being very uh, conscious of not having a meltdown. So when you're in the booth, I have no watch on. I don't know what time it is. And there's no daylight or anything. So you, time goes by very fast. And for some reason, the first day went by really fast just because there was we were flooded. And when I say flooded. Not by, not by shit water. I would easily 100 people in our booth for over an hour nonstop concurrently yeah <laughs> yeah and, and so just all those conversations smiling taking pictures putting selling gear and you lose track of time and so the usually in our booths food comes to the booth and they give you a sandwich here or there and you just eat it when you have time in between but here they had a employee era area that served food twice a day for an hour and you had to go there and get the food and eat it there and then go back to the booth. So that's new. It was, it was a nice feature. And it was a nice feature. They always had soda and drinks and food. Here's where I have an issue. Nobody told me when that hour window was. And so like it went, I noticed I was getting hungry and I turned to uh, either you or somebody and said, are we supposed to be eating sometimes? <laughs> and they're like, and, and, and Hans, who manages us, was like, well, I thought I would just take you all to dinner after the booth closes. At uh, 10 p.m. Well, it closes at 9, but by the time you get to dinner, it'd be 10. And I'm like... Oh no, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> I'm going to need some food. That was now. not how you responded. <laughs> I, in my head, I said that. Yeah. Well, I was very nice. So, so I ran to the cafeteria to see if there was any food left, and of course not. There was just like all of these uh, <laughs> buffet tins that were just empty of food. So, puppy trying to manage me hands me a bunch of chips, and it's like, uh, let's go out to the main courtyard where they serve everyone else and get food out there. So <laughs> so, so let me paint the page. We'll get to your the okay. final part of your story. So there are a bunch of different bars literally all throughout this area. Another thing that made sense is you, you paid, and with card, they didn't really care for cash, but with card, you bought tokens, and everything within the event was tokens for food and drink. Yeah. So that was really nice. You always knew that you had tokens or you didn't. And so we went outside to one of the outdoor bars that has mm -hmm. like a little DJ and a bunch of drink space. And then this tent that was very well decorated. It had a grill and, fries, and food, food hot and dogs. French fries. Yeah. So we had not been to this area before. And so we would try to get in line because it's, it's a, a round service bar. So whoever they see, the, the person doing the food sees, they... They, they serve. They serve. So I spread out eight for two reasons. One, because I'm going to get their attention first. And B, I didn't want to stand next to anyone where I might take out my frustration on them. So the puppy was across from me. I'm over here. And I'm watching this 
bless her heart, little lady trying to serve hot dogs and doing it so painfully slowly that I'm just seething inside. Okay. No, no, no. So let me stop you there. They had, it was a French fry booth primarily. They did she hot took dogs as well. 15 minutes. No, for no, one no. Hot dog. You are not being fair, first of all, Mr. Hungry over here. Their oil had been turned bad or it wasn't hot enough. So, so they couldn't, couldn't do cook French anything. Fries. Couldn't no. cook anything. No. And they were out of hot dogs and all that. So on the back side of that booth, thankfully, somebody was very, very aware and noticed such things. That's where you say thank you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I noticed there was a little like buffet where you could pay a few tokens and you got a hot dog, burger, salad, and chicken wing. Like but but chicken wing. to to paint the picture, this was 20 minutes after standing there waiting it for one lady five minutes. to serve us a hot dog. It was five minutes. She said, "What do you want me to do? I can't. I don't. I don't have any food. I can't give you okay. food." So we go around to the other side where they have a little buffet and they're grilling chickens and stuff. And they, it's only like four tokens. I'm like, yeah, that's the deal. Anyway, they give me a plate. And I immediately took a drum leg out of this container on the bar that looked like a buffet dish and put it on my plate. And I, I threw some potato salad on it, I threw some coleslaw on it, and I threw something else. And I run over to a table to eat this. No, he, he, does, he sprints. I don't I, even know where. I, I have not so, grabbed any food yet. And he's already at a table about to chow down. And I, I thankfully, I went for the potato salad first. So I was eating a couple bites of that. And I was just about to pick up that drumstick and eat it. When our other co-worker, Andy, rushes over. He's like, hey, hey, hey. That hasn't been cooked yet. <laughs> so I had, I had grabbed raw Literally, chicken. You need to be stopped you when you're hungry is just a well why would they put the uncooked chicken it on was the not counter? on a serving platter no one else grabbed it, was it. A chafing dish. no one else grabbed it there was no one else around How was it was an entire line don't even try it was packed <laughs> full of hungry people no one else grabbed that oh my god to be clear it I was just was going drumsticks that were in like a seasoning it looked like it could have been cooked it wasn't it didn't look like it at all but <laughs> thankfully, one of our other coworkers saw it, said, stop right there. That was the only real nightmare situation. Yeah, so I almost had raw chicken for lunch. Otherwise, I, for food, we were always well fed. There I'm curious if food. I would even have noticed if it was raw or not. You would have noticed. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. absolutely. My favorite thing as far as food goes, our hotel had a pancake conveyor belt. Oh, that's right. It had a, a pancake thing. machine. So it would it would drop a little it would like poop a little pancake. <laughs> little poop. And then it was at a s tilt. Incline. So the heated it was a heated belt. So the pancake would just bake as it went down the belt and then drop off onto your plate. It was, it is brilliant. They know how to do breakfast over there so well. <laughs> they know how to do breakfast. Breakfast is important to them. Americans, not so much, but they, they love a nice, good breakfast. They have a nice selection of cheeses and yeah. meats. Yeah. And, mm. yeah. I will also say that some of my favorite moments from Darklands, um, obviously the people, everyone was so nice. It was different seeing uh, our European crowd because we never get to see them. No. Like in America, we, we see all of the same people, and this is not me saying it's a bad thing, but they're like... They're not as excited to see us because we see them frequently. They're so used to us. Yeah, they're like, oh, not these queens again. <laughs> these two again. <laughs> but in, in Europe, it was different because we've never had a chance to see all of them before. And they were just really nice and excited to see us. And snaps to Pup Snap, who organized an event for us. So on Sunday, uh, he... 
he organized and put in a discord that at the canine park, uh, we would do a meet and greet. And what I wasn't expecting was how many puppies would turn out for that. Yeah. And it was a line of really happy, sweet little puppies. At least puppies 100 people. That all wanted pictures with us. And and Pup Snap, he snapped every single one of them. And uh, they're Snap actually, them? they're going to be, next? they're going to be posted uh, tomorrow, I think. So on, uh, there's, there'll be a Google Drive link, and I'll, I'll put them up on our. So Facebook. today, probably by the time this podcast goes, goes up, that, um, and I'll put them up on our Facebook. Yeah, page. yeah, we'll we'll post them on all the socials if you if you happen to be there. Um, and it was just a really it, the puppy park was also one of my favorite parts. Yeah. lots of people that were happy to see us, lots of puppies, and they all just wanted a photo to say hello. Uh, they all had really, really, really lovely stories, and it was it was. It was really good. I had I had a really nice time. I'm trying to think of any other moments that really stood out for me. I, I want to get back to the sex thing. When did you have? Sex? Oh, okay. Uh, well, first of all, we were outside one night getting drinks, kind of where you almost had salmonella, uh-huh. and we were enjoying a drink and a smoke because you could smoke everywhere there. And then all of a sudden, my favorite part probably was the DJ starts playing a house mix of High School Musical. We're breaking free, and I just about broke free. It was, it. I was soaring. I was flying. There was not a hole in heaven that I couldn't reach. Um, I didn't really reach for too many holes. But there was that. I'm just trying to like stretch until we have talked about the sex part. Uh, Daddy <laughs> almost had food poisoning. Okay, I got that on my notes. Oh, I, I saw someone that was texting a friend while they had their hand halfway in someone's butt. It was totally consensual, but it was just very cute. Um, oh, if you want to talk about chastity, the uh-huh. Carrera booth oh they were popular they were well popular but they not only were they in the booth the entire weekend in devices the carrera chastity belts yeah but they tore down their booth for like three hours while in chastity you have not done chastity until you've torn down an entire booth those carrera cages are built for 24 7 yeah they're meant to be comfortable yeah i just i wanted to commend them yeah i want to give them a, a good job a little round of applause okay daddy where we're at the tail end of the podcast. What what do you want to talk about sex wise? Who'd you have sex with? No, don't tell me that. Oh, I had a I had a a, a good connection with this uh, Israeli kid. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a good time. However, <clears throat> we did have a, a so because I worked the booth so much. There's very little, and then a, after the booth is socialization time. Yeah. So there was very little time for us to play. There, so we we set up that Sunday night. Uh, we would we would go home and play, but there was a miscommunication. There was a miscommunication because he told you that he was staying at the same hotel as us. Yeah, he named he named the hotel. Yeah, the name was kind of generic, so I'm not surprised. Well, it was the B and B hotel. Yes, and so. But we apparently there are two B and B hotels, but I that. did not figure this out until yeah. he came home with me to play, and I left you at the event, and we got to the hotel, and he's like, "Oh, this is not my hotel." <laughs> so that changed everything, uh, because then he'd have to get a cab to go back to his hotel. Anyway, that was the only hiccup of the night. We still had fun, and for me, it was. I had chatted with uh, a puppy for a few weeks leading up to it because we both knew that we were probably going to Darklands. Had chatted with them for a few years, so it was just nice to finally get to meet them. I will say, though, they were very popular. Everybody wanted to have sex with them. 
And I know this because we were going to go to a dance party and literally everyone was trying to just like suck and fuck and get their hands on this puppy. And I was just like, I mean, go for it. I'm just here, you know, for this for for a little bit. So like we'll have our fun. So we went to the dance party and it was it was a good time. We thankfully had VIP passes. So we got to go on this nice deck that looked over the main dance hall mm-hmm. where you could actually like stand. There was space and the drinks were a little bit cheaper, I think. But it was it was it was really fun. It was it was nice to connect with someone that you have chatted with for so long and just kind of have sex. It was a little awkward because Wait. So <clears throat> you told me nothing about the sex. <laughs> oh well, so you did have sex. Where yeah. where did you have sex? Oh, we went. We found a little corner in the the sex maze, oh. uh, and a little like fuck booth or fuck bench. Um, we had some fun there. There, I mean, it was it was a, it was sucking and fucking, and they had a very nice bone for all. I mean, pun intended, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think what was really interesting was. This person I chatted with a bunch, so like we vibed. Um, in person, they had a bit of an accent, so like English wasn't their first language, mm-hmm. which made communicating a little difficult, especially wearing his hood, because he was a pup that liked to wear his hood at all times. Nothing wrong with that. But it was the yelling over the loud music and the language barrier and the fact that we were in hoods. And it was just like, it was so funny and almost comical, but we had a really nice time. <laughs> And then the only other thing I'll say, my last story for the the Dark Lands podcast is people don't understand flirting with someone who is demisexual. <laughs> there was a good number of, of boys that, you know, were being flirty. And I'm really good at bantering and talking. But, like, it takes me a minute to get to know to someone and even more minutes until I want to actually, like, have fun with them. You know, wink, wink, fun. And I don't think that, I think some people are not forward enough to be like, do you want to have sex? In which case I say, no, I'm not really feeling it. Or they don't understand like me bantering and chatting is like me trying to get to like, see if I want to have sex with a person where they just want to get to first base and go. I'm like still watching from the sidelines, getting ready to get to first base, if that makes sense. It was really interesting. It was really interesting because it was a very sexually charged event. Where in America there is sex at these events, but it's not as sexually charged. Like the 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 fuck booths in the maze is not right next to the well. It, you know it, everything at doing. other events it's not so easily accessible. Accessible, yeah. Because you at this event you could literally meet someone and just literally turn them around and fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> or at the booth or not really anywhere yeah. in the, in the space. Um, whereas if you're at one of the American events, you'd kind of have to go back to your room. You're, yeah. And, and there's logistics involved and all that. So yeah, Darklands was, hi, I don't even know, need to know high? your name. Bye. Oh, <laughs> well, that was not my experience, but that was many people's but experience. But it could be. Yeah. And so yeah. you're saying from a demisexual point of view, you needed more time, more warm up. Is that what you're saying? Well, that and people didn't. I think people were more expecting of like everyone's there is like ready to get down and dirty and just have sex. Right. Which is not a bad thing, but it was more so my observation of, oh, this is really interesting. And like, I didn't have tons of sex, partly because just was not super. I wasn't feeling it. We were so tired and working nonstop. But the other part of it being like I was just kind of there to enjoy the event mm-hmm. and have fun mm-hmm. and have sex with the one person that I'd kind of planned things with. And then if other stuff happened, it happened. Um, it didn't happen, 
but that's because I was I was fine. I was content. I was having a really good time. Cool. Yeah. Any last minute stories? Any last minute call Let's outs see. or things that you would have changed? Um, would I have changed anything? You can say no. Um, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay. I'm just letting you know. This is no. what happens when you put Consent me on the spot. I have to think. It's a podcast. I don't think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I saw lots of people that were in gear. Oh, it was very funny. Uh, in the booth, I, I started helping this guy with that had a very, very handsome slave. Um, he looked like a Tom of Finland drawing, and he had these huge whip marks on his back, which was really sexy. And so I started helping them, and the master was like, "You don't remember me, do you?" And I like looked at him, and oh, no. I'm like, "No, who are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm Hard Master from Australia." And I was like, "Oh, oh my God!" I hadn't I hadn't talked to them. Their site had come down recently, so I didn't even know if they were still around. But I'm like, I literally said, "How would I recognize you? You and I played one time." in 2004 oh God. and i was hooded the entire time <laughs> like literally the scene was they kidnapped me from a parking lot threw me in a trunk put me put a hood on me threw me in a trunk took me to a dungeon played with me for six hours and never took my hood off until i was like this is the first i've seen your face how would i recognize you <laughs> what was his response to that he kind of laughed oh okay well, i'm like bless us 20 years ago <laughs> So, but it was good to have that reconnection. I, I, we had a great conversation after that. Did you have fun? I had a great time. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Do you have any last minute thoughts for the audience before we head out for the day? Um, great. Y'all, it was a really nice day. If we saw you at Cleveland, thank you for being kind. If we saw you at Darklands, thank you for being kind. If we're going to see you at IML, you better be kind. No. Um, we've got IML coming up next week, which I'm really looking forward to. But, oh my God, I need to start sleeping now. I'm still a little tired. It was a really, really fun couple events. And what a what a wild way to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Daddy, where can people find you, though, if they want to swing into your things? If you want to see the naughty stuff, you can go to MrChristopher.com or on Instagram, I am MrChristopherWeston. If you want to find me, I'm at PupAmp everywhere. And uh, if you want to find us and all of our content, this is What's Your Safe Word. Thank you for listening in. But oh. you can find us at What's the Safe Word everywhere. Uh, what? Yes. That was the other thing. Uh, on, okay. on Guard, people ah. kept coming up to and saying how much they liked On Guard. And that made me feel very good, too. Oh. Yeah. Well, you can also find On Guard. You should probably start plugging that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on GuardSalon.com. You edited that on the plane. It's true. And we uploaded it as soon as we got to Amsterdam. Yes, also true. <laughs> So thank you guys all for listening in. We can't wait to see y'all, hopefully, in the flesh. And we will see y'all next time. Bye. In intrude on my ending. Oh, rude. I was trying to get a read out. A read? I was, well, I was, I was joking. I'll, I was trying I'll read to... you. Okay, go. <laughs> you look so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Bye. Bye. <laughs>